0: You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. Hey, what's up, Discovery? Welcome to church at home. So glad you're hanging out with us. We're actually streaming this live uh, to you right now. And so, before I jump into the message, I just wanna—I want to see who's on. Uh, good morning, Dina. I see uh, you just jumped on. Leilani, good morning. Sonia. Uh, good morning. Uh, I see my kids are on. Hello, kids showing up at church at home. Welcome. Uh, I know there's a little bit of a delay, uh, but if, if you're on, uh, just say hi. Drop drop something in the comments. Just be like, hey, Pastor, how's it going? Um, and then we're going to get started in a second. But I think that the beauty of this is that we're live, and so we can take a little couple moments to... Uh, to do this, hey Jan, Deborah, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if if you weren't part, if you weren't able to listen uh, when uh, my beautiful, hello, beautiful wife was doing announcements, uh, if this is your first or second time here at Discovery, first off, I just want to say we're so glad that you're hanging out with us this morning. Uh, my name's John. My wife and I get this amazing privilege to, to lead this community that we call Discovery. And so if this is your first or second time here at Discovery, uh, we, we have a site set up just for you. We want to connect with you. We, we want to send you a gift in the mail. And it's not a Bible. Come on. Uh, it's it's a Starbucks gift card. All right, I probably shouldn't have said that because people are going to start uh making fake names and everything, but but we want you to uh to to head over to discoverychurch.cc forward slash connect if this is your first second visit. Um because we're just glad you're here. Let's see. Wendy good morning Wendy good morning Nancy good morning Don Sherry good morning good morning Amanda Clark. Uh so glad that you guys are, are hanging out with us this morning. I'm gonna jump into the message, but first I just wanna um, just wanna do a quick shout out to uh, our our lead uh, production uh, lead Josh Nedich. If y'all can just say thank you, Josh, he's the brains behind this operation. Actually, right now he is uh, making sure that nothing crashes because we're live. And so, uh, Josh, you are phenomenal. We love you, man. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for doing this. Um, and so. We, I also want to let you know that next Sunday at 10 o'clock, we have people asking if at what time church starts. Church is at 10 o'clock from this point until Jesus comes back or until we start doing uh, two, two worship experiences. And so uh, next Sunday, September 13th, we are going to be back out at, uh, in our parking lot having church outdoors. And so we, we want you to come and, and hang out with us. Uh, we're doing our best to, 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 to keep everyone, to, to, to have everyone feel safe. And, and, and so uh, we, we'd love for you to join us next Sunday. And, and we're actually going to be going, Lord permitting, weather permitting, uh, we're going to be going from September 13th all the way to the end of October. We planned out doing uh, church outdoors in our parking lot. And so we hope that you can join us for that. Also, if you weren't here um, last Sunday, if you didn't join us alive, uh, I had the opportunity just to thank everyone for their generosity. Uh, It's because of your generosity. uh, We... Have, uh, have been able to send out a check uh, to the Father's house. They're, they're in Vacaville, and, uh, man, they have been helping hundreds and thousands of people who have uh, lost their homes, who, who's in need of stuff because of the fires. Um, we They were generous to us when, when the fires happened here, and so we wanted to return the favor, and so I just want to say thank you so much for your generosity uh, with that. Also, because of your generosity... This past Thursday, we had our first 180 um, RP Youth Night, and uh, if if you didn't know what that was, we four other churches, um, five including Discovery. We, uh, we met outdoors, and we made students wear their masks, and we separated chairs, and it was just an amazing opportunity uh, for, for youth to come. We had over 50 youth there our first night. Come on, somebody. Can I get an amen in the chats? Let's see. Uh, Dina, boop, fist, fist bump right back to you. Uh, it, it was amazing. Over 50 youth, we fed him Chick-fil-A, because Chick-fil-A is uh, God's favorite fast food restaurant, Come on. And so um, thank you so much for your generosity. It's making a difference in this time. And, and so if you have your Bibles, we're going to we're going to jump in to the message right now. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in First Samuel, chapter 13. We're going to start at verse five. And I'm very excited about this message um, that, that I feel like God's placed in my heart and in my spirit. So First uh, Samuel, chapter 13. Verse 5, if you don't have your Bibles, no worries. He's putting it on the screen right now. Josh, we love you. So here we goes. It says, the Philistines mustered a mighty army of 3,000 chariots, 6,000 char- charioteers, and as many warriors as the grains of sand on the seashore. They camped at Michmash, east of Beth-Avon. Verse six, the men of Israel, watch this, the men of Israel saw what a tight spot they were in. Let me pause real quick. Go ahead in the comments, type tight spot, tight spot. Israel saw what a tight spot they were in. And because they were hard pressed by the enemy. Let me ask you this morning, have you ever felt hard pressed by the enemy. Because they felt hard pressed by the enemy, they tried to hide in caves, thickets, rocks, holes, and cisterns. Let's pray one more time before we jump into the message. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. God, we thank you for this opportunity uh, that we have to gather together, God, even if it's online, Father, to, to create an, an environment where, where we can just come together and learn more about you and your faithfulness. God, I pray that you would just speak through me. God, we want to leave here or wherever they are. We, God, we want to leave change. We want to leave different. We don't want to be the same. God, we can't change the world being the same as the world. We got to be different. And so, Father, right now I pray that you would just change our hearts and our minds, that we would be able to receive what you want to receive. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak right now to each individual that's listening. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, come on, let me say amen wherever you're at. Amen. Amen. Hey, how many of you guys, let's be honest. How how many of you guys are um, like you you would you would consider yourself as a professional parallel Parker? If if you think that you are a professional parallel Parker, let let me get a hand emoji right now. If you think that you are a, a a professional. Ha- uh, professional um, uh, parallel parker, I, I-, I want to know. I want to know if you are a professional parallel parker. I, I got to tell you, I-, I don't see myself as a professional parallel parker. In fact, the only time that I will try to parallel park is if I know I could fit at least three cars in that spot. Come on, any anybody anybody relate to to what I'm saying? Like like I have confidence to parallel park if there are th- if there's a gap for three cars that could fit in. If three cars can't fit in, your boy's not going to try to squeeze in there. He's just not, okay. But there was one time when I just felt like the Holy Ghost come upon me and give me confidence to try to parallel park in a tight spot. Fast forward, I failed, so it probably wasn't the Holy Spirit leading me. But I, I remember I was I was driving, and at my parents' uh, place, my wife was already there. We took separate cars, and and and, uh, and at my parents' place, there's there's not a lot of parking, and so when you see parking, you just take it in faith, okay? And so here I am, I, I'm, I'm pulling up. Hey, let's go. I'm pulling up. And, and, uh, and so I'm pulling up and I see a spot, I see a spot in, and, and, and I, and I know I, I wouldn't be able to fit in there if, um, because three cars, it was a tight spot. It was a tight spot, but I knew that I had to take that spot. And so, so come on. If, if any of you guys ever parallel park, you, you know, what's up, you got the hand behind the passenger seat. break, (laughs) shift forward, reverse, and so here I'm like, I'm reversing, I'm driving forward, I'm reversing, I'm driving forward, and um, I got to tell you, like, it was such a tight spot, but in faith, I was like, man, I can do this, and my wife's car is behind me, or is there, so I'm like, okay. If I hit her, like at least it's my wife's car, right? Like at least it's not a stranger's car. And, and I remember I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to fit into this tight spot. I'm not thinking clearly because typically I would never do this. And, and I remember, uh, and a pop. it wasn't, it wasn't a hard hit, but I remember feeling my wife's bumper hit my bumper. And I'm like, Like I, 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 in that tight spot, I, I hit it, and I was like, oh my God, someone put Austin Powers? Yes, yes, three-point turns, and and I and I hit, and I'm like, and I remember looking, and there was no damage on the car, but but I remember thinking like, oh, I should have not, like, what was I thinking, trying to fit into, trying to parallel park in the, such a tight spot. See this morning I was I was thinking about this. In fact, this morning that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the tight spot. How to how to how how to how to live when we find ourselves in the tight spot. How many of you guys this morning that are watching live? How many of you guys ha- have ever found yourself in a tight spot? Maybe you find you found yourself in a tight spot financially. Uh, maybe may, maybe you're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill uh, by the end of the month. I don't know how I'm going to pay this at the end of the month. I don't know where this is going to come from. So, so, so maybe some of you you, you, you felt the heaviness of finding yourself in a tight spot. Maybe for you this morning, you, you found yourself in a tight spot mentally. You're thinking about so many things and, and you can't sleep at night because you got things running around in your head constantly and, 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 and you're full of just like just fear because, because you it just, it's just running around in your head over and over and over. Again, maybe some of you you've found yourself in a tight spot emotionally because of a relationship or a friendship that you know is just not working out, that it's not right, that won't produce any fruit. But, but here, here, here's kind of my main premise this morning, it, it, is that when, when you find yourself in a tight spot, you, you can begin to have bad impulse in the way that you act, in the way that you think. Come on. If you're anything like me, when I find myself in a tight spot, I don't think clearly. I don't act clearly. I'm impulsive. I'm irrational. I say things that I don't mean to say. I, I, I do things that I don't mean to do. And, and, and so, so if you're like me, when you find yourself in a tight spot, I, I, there's something about it that that, that that makes me off, off my game. And so this morning, I want us to talk about the tight spot. How do we handle ourselves? How do we carry ourselves when we find ourselves in a tight spot? In fact, the story that we read at the beginning of our time together, it it really is about this king that finds himself in a tight spot. This king's name is King Saul and King Saul and his army, they just demolished the Philistines, a branch of the Philistines. And so they're walking around arrogant, a little cocky. They're like, yo, like we are the best, right? And Philistine, uh, they, the Philistines, they get word of this. They get word of the, of the arrogance that is seeping through through King Saul and his army. And, and there's something that rises up in the Philistine army and, and they begin to get angry. And they begin to gather together. And that's what we read in the verse, in verse chapter 5. They begin to gather their troops and, and, and gather all of their army. And, and scripture says that, that there were they had as many foot soldiers as the grains of sand. And, and here they are, they're marching towards King Saul in Israel. And all of a sudden, King Saul finds himself in a tight spot. And so what I want us to do in our last moments together is, is I want to give you guys three lessons to remember when, it, when you find yourself in a tight spot. Three lessons to remember when you find yourself in a tight spot. And I'm going to fast forward because I want you to know that King Saul, he didn't do it right. But how many of you guys know that you can learn just as much from, from someone of what they didn't do right as, as, someone, as if someone was doing it wrong? And, and and so so we were able so we're able to learn and so we're gonna look at King Saul, and we're gonna look at how he held himself when he found himself in a tight spot, and we're gonna learn out like what not to do and lessons that we can pull from that. And so uh, we're gonna be in uh, again First Samuel chapter thirteen, in verse eight. And so three lessons to remember when you find yourself in a tight spot here's number one for all you note takers uh, the first lesson to rem- remember is that timing is everything timing is everything when you find yourself in a tight spot remember this timing is everything check this out verse 8 of first of samuel chapter 13 saul waited there seven days for samuel as samuel had instructed him earlier but Samuel still didn't come, so Samuel's late. Saul's waiting for Samuel, but Samuel is late. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. Verse nine, so he demanded, Saul demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings, and Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Now here's what I think we need to understand about this verse that we just read during this time period samuel was a prophet and the prophet during this time period god only spoke to the prophet and 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 so so samuel was not just a prophet but it but in a sense samuel was the representation of god to his people and i want you to notice what saul is saying saul is waiting where samuel told him to wait at the day that Samuel told Saul to wait, and Saul gets a little impatient. Saul begins to, th- to, th- to think, Samuel, where are you at, man? You were supposed to be here. You said on the seventh day, come and show up, and you would be there. But uh, but Samuel, you're not here. Where are you at? I want us to, to, to think about this briefly, because if if if, if you think about it, Samuel, Again, a representation of who God is to Israel, to his people. And so in essence, Saul is not just saying, Samuel, you're late. But if you're a representation of God, then Samuel, not only are you late, but God, you're late too. And I begin thinking about that, thinking about this idea of how many times when when I find myself in a tight spot, how many times do I say, God, where are you at? God, you're late. God, God, why are you not here yet? See, when, when I'm in a tight spot, if you're like me, I, I, I either move too fast or too slow. When I'm in a tight spot, I either try to do things faster than what God intended them to be, or I drag my feet slower than the speed that God has for me. And this morning, what I need you to know for point one is that timing is everything. Timing is everything. Just because I'm in a tight spot doesn't mean that God's timing is out. Just because I find myself in a tight spot does not mean that God is late. Just because I find myself in a tight spot doesn't mean God is not going to show up. I have to understand that my timing is not God's timing, that, that my timing doesn't always mean that I am going to, to have things happen in the speed that I need it to happen, but just, come on, but just because it's not happening in my timing does not mean God is late. I wish I can get some amens right now on that chat. I feel like I'm preaching way better than you're responder right now. Come on, somebody. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Come on, put that in the chat. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. I need to understand, here's the beauty of this, is that is that Saul, Samuel told Saul, hey, I will be here on the seventh day, show up. On the seventh day. With, here's what's phenomenal about this, is that, Saul was impatient. The seventh day hadn't finished yet. There was still more time, more hours in the day. But because Saul was impatient, see Samuel still showed up on the seventh day. That's what I love. Samuel still showed up on the seventh day. He God will still show God will still show up in your situation. And I love this and and I'm I'm rabbit trailing. Hello, this is the beauty of being live. As, as I love this because in the story of Daniel, or excuse me, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are about to be pushed into the fire, the king's like, hey, if you don't bow down, uh, we're gonna throw you in the fire. And I love the response. They said that, um, they said, we will never bow down. They said, because our God will save us. But then he says this, but even if he doesn't, but even if he doesn't, Come on, somebody. But even if he doesn't, we will still never bow down to, to your idol. Come on, we have to understand that God is never late. And even if he doesn't show up in the timing that, that, that we are expecting, it doesn't mean that God is not powerful. It does not mean that he is not almighty. It just means that I need to realign my timing with his. Three lessons to remember when it comes to the tight spot. Number one, timing is everything. Number two, don't pass the blame. Don't pass the blame. Verse 11, but Samuel said, what is this you have done? So Samuel's a little mad that Saul started the sacrifice without him. Here's Saul's reply. Saul replied, I saw my men scattering from me. And you did not arrive when you said you would. And the Philistines are are at Mishmash, <laughs> butcher, ready for battle. Here's what I want you to see out of this, is that Samuel is like, what have you done? And Saul, rather than taking the blame, rather than taking the responsibility of, hey, you know what, I was impatient, it's my bad, you're right, I shouldn't have done that, watch what he does. Saul King Saul says hey you know what don't get on me Samuel you're late what he, he's blaming Samuel for his mistake he's blaming Samuel for the thing that he did wrong see if we're not careful we will walk around throughout life blaming other people for our issues we will walk around blaming other people for our mistakes. We're, we'll walk around blaming other people for the fact that we're in a tight spot. Hey, you should have never done that to me. That Because you did this, I'm in a tight spot. Because you said that, now I'm now in a tight spot. And we walk around, we, we walk around passing the blame when really the responsibility should fall on us. Really, it should be us that says, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, you're right, it's my mistake. I'm sorry. I messed up. You're right. I was impatient. I'm my bad, my bad. Because here's the deal. As long as we are passing the blame means we're never acknowledging that we need help. As long as we pass the blame, we're never able to acknowledge that we need healing. As, as long as we're passing the blame, we never identify the fact that, hey, maybe you can do something in my life that can help me and benefit me. And so we have to get to this place where we learn to embrace in, 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 to, to, to embrace the responsibility of what we fell into. We have to learn to say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. We can't be like Saul. We can't be like Saul. It's like, hey, God, you're late. It's your fault. Come on. We got to take the responsibility. So three lessons to remember when it comes to us finding ourselves in the tight spot. Number one, timing is everything. Number two, don't pass the blame. And the last one, number three, order is important. Order is important. I love that Janelle. Janelle typed in own it. That's right. Own it. Number three, order is important. So this is verse 12. Check this out. Excuse me. So I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal. And I haven't even asked for the Lord's help. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. Here's what I want us to see in this. When we find ourselves in a tight spot, order is important, important. Notice what Saul says. Saul, he notices that the Philistines are marching towards him. And it's because they're marching towards him, he gets a light bulb that's like, Bing, that says, oh my gosh, I haven't even made a sacrifice to God yet. I haven't even prayed to God yet here's what's happening is is that that he's realizing oh my gosh like something bad is happening so now I better uh, pursue or I better approach God but can I suggest to you this morning that order is important that order is important that we don't just go to God when we're in the valleys but we're with God in the mountaintops too See, it's, in, in this text, it almost implies that Saul, like that Saul's uh, dependency on God was determined when the enemy was approaching him. I think that it's very easy, myself included, to, 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 to be about pursuing God when things are hard and when things are rough. But all of a sudden, when things are good, when the mountain, when I'm at the mountaintops, it's very easy for me to be like, all right, God, thank you. I got it from here, buddy awesome you're amazing hey when i need you is it the same or is it same number, right? Like that's that's kind of how we treat God, this idea that when things are good, we're less dependent on God, but all of a sudden when things are bad, like we're so dependent on Him, but I'm telling you this morning, we got to get to the place where we are dependent on God in the valleys, but also the mountaintops when things are stinking, but when things are great as well, that if we can stay consistent and that we understand that order is important, that that if I start everything, if God is my foundation, I could build everything up from that. See, it's hard to build a foundation when you've already built a tower. And that's what a lot of us do. We've built this tower, and then when we need something, like we're trying to fit God in the foundation, but the foundation's already poured. And we got to get to this place where we understand that order is Important. I need to learn to place my foundation on God, and I have to learn that everything around uh, revolves around God. That God does not revolve around me, but I revolve around God, and that I could. I, I learned to to build my life on who He is because order is important. Order is important order is important Josh can we pull up that screen one more time and before I read this what I want you to understand what I want to to share with you is that um, that because Saul did not know how to carry himself in a tight spot there were consequences for his actions There are consequences for his actions. So let's read this. First Samuel. How foolish, Samuel exclaimed. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. I want you to get that. Verse 14. But now your kingdom must end for the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. We know that's David. The Lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. See, because Saul didn't handle himself correctly when he was in a tight spot, his rule as king was cut short. This morning, I want us to understand and to realize that there are consequences when I don't realize that timing is everything. There are consequences when when I don't realize that a lot of the time, God's timing is not on my timing, that that God should not have to adjust his time for me, but I need to adjust my timing with God. There are consequences when I don't understand that. There are consequences when when I don't realize that I can't pass the blame, that that I have to learn to take responsibility, when I do that, it improves me. Taking responsibility improves me as a person. And there are consequences when I don't realize that order is important, that my relationship with God is not just in the bad times, but it's in the good times as well. See, this morning, wherever you're streaming this from, I want to encourage you that when you find yourself in a tight spot, that you would be able to to, to remind yourself that timing is everything, that you can't pass the blame and that order is important. God has so much that he wants to do in you and through you. And it's not just how we handle ourselves in the seasons and times when things are good. But it's also how do we handle ourselves in the tight spots of life. I think a lot of us, we can agree that that we found ourselves 2020 as a tight spot. Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.